Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and I am your guide in this raucous journey of coping with the creative life. Fueled by your questions, we explore the trials and travails of productivity, discipline, art, and finances in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1053. Today we hear once again from Herb, who asks, I know that stealing from two sources versus one is the difference between being inspired and plagiarizing. <laughs> but what about the good old, I could have told that tale better? I can't be the first new writer to be inspired in part by watching some movie or reading some book and thinking, that's a good idea, but... Here's how you tell it. I know it has led to classics in film. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a perfect example of remaking a bad movie. Is filing off the serial numbers and writing your version of a badly done novel a valid choice for an author looking to publish? Yes. And it's been done thousands and thousands of times. And it's not just filing the serial numbers off a bad one and... Um, and then redoing it. It's filing the serial numbers off of Shakespeare and the Iliad, or Shakespeare, I said the Iliad, but anything by Homer. Um, anything by O'Henry. Um, God, how many times have uh, people filed the serial numbers off Lord of the Rings? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I imitation and um, reimaginings, if we want to put it politely, are the bread and butter of writers and have been since the beginning of time. Um, you'd want to be careful not to infringe on copyright, but basically, yeah, it's all, everything everybody does is partly stolen and that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there, I, I wish I could extend this and make this a long episode, but I can't think of anything else to say other than, yeah, uh, this is not only a valid choice, it's most things. Um, especially most things that are written by pulp writers who know their business. The way I see it, plagiarizing is stealing badly. <laughs> if, if, if you steal from your sources so badly that someone can look at it and go, this is just fan fiction of Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. you, you want to avoid that. Now, there are some people who are going to look at just about everything and say, well, that's just fan fiction of that. And, and ignore them, but... Yeah, literary scholars. Yeah. Not that I know any of those, says the published literary scholar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you want to avoid doing it so badly that the average reader can tell right mm -hmm. off where you stole from. Yeah. But when I say this goes all the way back, I'm not kidding. Um take a really easy one um the tale of hercules which is a basic bog standard sun god myth you know he's got the long 
Uh, he's got the long hair, the bright, shining face. He's favorite of the gods. He has super strength. And he goes around and he has 12 labors. He kills the lion. He does all this other stuff. 12 labors, it kills the lion, right? 12 labors, each related to a sign of the zodiac, the lion being Leo, for example. And the Hebrews loved it so much, they stole it and they called it Samson. And the 12 labors of Hercules parallel the exploits of Samson. The long hair, the face that shines like the sun, favorite of the gods, the super strength, is um, um, dies when his uh, hair is cut off and he loses his strength, then is resurrected in honor by the gods at the very end when he comes out as a slave and slaughters all his enemies and himself and is honored by the people at the end. Samson is Hercules with the serial numbers filed off, but because of the different cultural context... Because of the things that are changed, it is its own story with its own significance. The fact that it was ripped off of Hercules first doesn't diminish that. In fact, it doesn't diminish it that Conan is a ripoff of Hercules and Samson, or that these strong man-son-god stories appear in ancient mythology all across the temperate zones of the world. Because, of course, civilizations that are agricultural and have to keep a sun calendar are going to have a sun god or a solar hero. And the different seasons of their life are going to be marked by their relationship to the signs of the zodiac, because that's how you keep the calendar in an ancient world. So, it really does go all the way back, and there is no reason to feel ashamed of doing it. I mean, if there was then George Lucas should be very, very ashamed of Star Wars. Not because he sold it to Disney and let them ruin it, but because he... He, he definitely should feel ashamed you know, about he, that. He definitely should feel ashamed about that. But um, because he ripped off on purpose, deliberately... I mean, he was originally trying to make a Flash Gordon film and couldn't get the rights. So he ripped off Flash Gordon, including that iconic opening crawl. It's just stolen straight out of the old Flash Gordon serials. He ripped off Dune, he ripped off Lord of the Rings, he ripped off the Arthur legend. All these things, you, you know, the littlest bit about um, 20th century science fiction and medieval mythology and ancient mythology, you just look and boom, 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 that's where he stole that beat from and that's where he stole that beat from. And it doesn't matter because what he tapped into, the time that that came out, it was a time when America had not felt good about being America in a decade and a half, and everybody was dying for a reason to look up to the stars and wonder. And that's what, and, and by stealing all of that stuff from America, a lot of it from American culture, and a lot of the stuff he didn't steal from American culture, he stole, stole from the antecedents of American culture, aside from basically plagiarizing the Hidden Fortress beat for beat, the Kurosawa film, which is another... I mean, that's really filing off the serial numbers. Watch the Hidden Fortress, then watch Star Wars, the original Star Wars. You'll be astonished. But the fact that it came out when it did and had the attitude it did and had the effect it did makes it its own thing. So, yeah. Go for it. Just make sure you file the serial numbers off well enough that you don't get caught up in legal action. That's really the only thing you got to worry about. Thank you very much for the question, and we'll see you tomorrow. 
The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian, and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2023 J. Daniel Sawyer, and the production is copyright 2023 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to the author. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.